come to God moment, as they say. I made a big mistake that kind of left me in a lot of uh, left me in like a lot of trouble, left me in a really dark spot. And then the next day, my dad was like, "Yo, bro, you got to go to church. You got to go back to church." Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It 99 here with another episode. And today I'm joined with a very special guest, Mr. Andrew Heaton. Thank you, Andrew, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, bro. Great to be here. We uh, tried to get it in last week. I got a little, some sort of stomach bug or something, bro. Couldn't get it in. But dude, we're here now. Ready yeah. to go. Let's get it. Exactly. We're here now, man. That's what yes, matters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so today we're going to be talking about, um, you know, faith and fitness, mm-hmm. as the title mm-hmm. says. Um, very interesting topic and, you know, kind of how, you know, fitness plays a role into faith and faith plays a role into fitness. So my first question for you is, mm-hmm. um, you know, why, why do you work out? Well, dude, that's a, oh, that's, that's kind of a hard question. And there's a, a big story behind it. I'll give you the, I guess the summary though, but, uh, dude, all throughout, yeah, this might be, might be a little corny, bro. I feel like every like gym bro has the same like origin story, you know, but all throughout, um, like middle school, I like this like one girl, bro. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dox her, but cause, like, you probably know her. But um, and like, dude, you knew me in middle school. I was like I was a little like chunky. I was like definitely not like in shape, you know. I was like athletic, but I wasn't like I didn't have like a good physique per se, you know what I mean? So uh, just kept on like for the last like like seventh and eighth grade, just kept on trying to like you know work it out to be with her, right? And like I finally like shot my shot in like eighth grade towards the end of the year and like she was like no I've yada 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 be it wouldn't work out some shit like that right but then I found out from like her friend that it was because I was like too fat to like be with her and that shit just like it hit me it hit me like pretty hard and I was like well dude how can how can somebody like say that about somebody like is is this true am I like like too like too fat to like be with a girl or something like that Right. And like, obviously, bro, like, you know, I mean, if you're if you're fat, you can still get you can still find love. Right. That's not not what I'm trying to say. But it just like kind of sparked something inside of me that was like, well, dude, it's it's kind of your fault that you're like this. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to come and save you. You got to kind of work for it yourself. So I spent that like the whole summer because I played football for Pope freshman year. And we do. I think we went like one and eight. It wasn't wasn't fun. But I spent like that whole summer, like going to all the football workouts, like studying and researching like things about the body like how to get into a calorie deficit foods to eat to be in a calorie deficit stuff like that and it just like slowly started becoming my life you know what I mean like by the time school had started uh 2019 our freshman year it was just like kind of all I cared about at that point bro like I was seeing a lot of progress people were like coming up to me being like yo dang bro what happened what happened and I mean obviously you know that felt good kind of little ego boost but um, yeah, dude, then I, I didn't actually start, like, lifting, lifting until, like, October of our freshman year, bro, because, like, before that, I was just, like, researching everything on, like, the diet side, and I was doing, like, a lot of running, a lot of cardio, stuff like that, but I didn't know, like, anything about actual weight training, and I'll never forget, like, it was the, our fall break, the Friday of our fall breaks when I got my membership at Just Fitness, and, yeah, dude, I just started, like, lifting, loved it, and made it a habit, and it's, like, people always talk about, like, like having trouble wanting to go to the gym, like finding that motivation, bro. For me, it was never like that. I just like, the second I started doing it, I loved it. And I knew that it was going to be like a big part of my life for the rest of my life, bro. And it's really just like grown from there and become more of like a, like something that I wanted to do and do more of like a, like a lifestyle, if that makes sense. That's a good story. I <laughs> yeah, like that. Dude, That's, and it really shows kind of like, you know, how, 
you know, you take those like negative things, even if it's something petty like that, yeah. and you turn it into something so positive that's changed the entire course of your life and who you are. Dude, I mean, I remember, true. I remember in eighth grade, yeah. um, I thought you were pretty, you're pretty strong. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were pretty big. Um, you know, that was for like, compared to like other scrawny eighth graders at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and obviously now, I mean, it's not even comparable. Uh, you know, so you've done a great job. I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard that a million no, times. Well, I appreciate um, it, bro. I appreciate it. It's funny, like, cause like when I was in eighth grade, like you said, you like thought I was strong or whatever, bro. But like, I wanted to be like, like this, like the other skinny kids. Like I didn't want to be yeah. like the way that I was, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always like, you want to be what you're not. Exactly. I mean, you know, the, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, yeah. as they say, but I mean, it worked out, you know? And like, like you said, dude, like if I had to go back and do it any different, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like I would do everything exactly the same. Like, you know, it all happened for a reason, you know, I feel yeah. like that was God behind the scenes, just kind of tweaking and making little adjustments to make me the man that I am today. And, you know, I'm sure 10 years from now, I'm sure I'll have more, you know, moments like that, more, you know, even mess ups, bro. That'll kind of make me the man that I am then. So shoot. I mean, I guess let's just keep living, right? Yeah. That's what you can do. Yeah. And on the topic of God, like, mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, faith is a big um, part of your life. So kind of walk me through that. Like, how did that become a thing? Dude, so it's funny because like, even like probably when you knew me in middle school and even really up until my sophomore year, like, I, I was not like a religious guy at all. Like, I wouldn't say that I was very religious. Like, I went to church, um, kind of like grew up in the church, you could say, but I never really had like a real like faith of my own. It was more so like my parents' faith, you could even say. Um, just them kind of like bringing us to church with them, me and my little brother. But uh, my parents got divorced seventh grade, and we stopped going to church, right? And we didn't go back until I've been pretty much our sophomore year. But, yeah, kind of like through that time period from like seventh grade to sophomore year, like as I kind of grew like into into like my body, I got like bigger, I got stronger, right? I got like a lot more physically appealing to like women you could say like that led me down like a road of making a lot of like mistakes with girls bro and like doing a lot of things I wish I could take back going to a couple parties I wish I could take back and like making some mistakes with like drugs and alcohol and I mean really just a lot of girls a lot of like lustful mistakes you know that I wish I could take back and that kind of led me down like a super 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 dark path bro because like freshman and sophomore year like how I was saying like I do I was getting like I was getting like big I was getting jacked and like girls saw that you know what I mean so um, I definitely kind of took advantage of it. Um, but I mean, yeah, I did one night sophomore year, had a big, like come to God moment. As they say, I made a big mistake that kind of left me in a lot of, uh, left me in like a lot of trouble, left me in a really dark spot. And then the next day my dad was like, yo bro, you got to go to church. You got to go back to church. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to, but all right, whatever dad, I'll, I'll do it. You know? And I go, I go to East Cobb church. It was like the first Sunday that they had inside out at that church. Inside out is just like the high school ministry. Uh, at the church I go to, but it was great, dude. I went in there. I met Nick, Nick Wiedemann. He's like the, he was the, the IO director. He actually just left last week, but I met him. I met my small group leaders, Miller and Rory. And yeah, dude, I just kind of like fell in love with it. Like I just met those guys. I felt like super welcomed. And then I just started going back and back and back after like every Sunday. And like, I started to kind of like rebuild like my faith or kind of like create it for the first time you could even say like I started like becoming more active in prayer life started reading my bible a lot more started trying like I, I kind of started like kind of feeling like the holy spirit work in me in like the sense that the things I used to like want to do like I used to want to go out and drink and do drugs and you know smoke and like 
have sex with these girls, right? But like, I stopped like wanting to do that as I became like closer and closer with God. And then we went on like a retreat that summer for a week. It's called Daytona. We spent like a week in Daytona Beach in Florida. And dude, it was great. It was very like eye-opening, really just like experiencing God's presence for the first time. There's like thousands of kids just like worshiping and then like hundreds even like giving their life to God for the first time. And it's just like such a powerful feeling. And that's like, for me, that's when it became real. That's when I was kind of like, all right, this is, this is real. This is something I want to do. This is something that like, I want to be a big part of my life for the you know, rest of my life. And uh, ended up getting baptized that August. Got it yatted on me. But uh, yeah, I started leading a middle school group in my church too. A couple months after that, uh, transit kids, love them. Transit's like the middle school ministry is what it's called. But yeah, I guess that's also kind of like the uh, abbreviated short summary of my uh, testimony or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's always great to hear those types of stories as yeah, someone who, like for myself, like I've grown up in the church and I haven't really, you know, like fallen out of the church per se. Like I've always, you know, been through, been at church, you know, I've always been very focused on my faith. Yeah. So it's always great to hear those stories of people who kind of, you know, you know, kind of like lost God and then like, right. you know, go back to him. And I think, you know, when you were saying like you kind of lost the desire Mm-hmm. to do those like worldly things. Yeah. You know, it brings up um like a very interesting point that you know, Satan like like what is he? He's like the the, the king of liars. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's always trying to mimic, you know, what God would do. Like if like if you if I was Satan, what I would do is I try to, you know, mimic what God is because he's perfect. Mm-hmm. So Satan does the same thing. He, like that's what he does and you know, through all these things that like fulfill you for a few moments. Yeah. And then it's like once you experience what it is really like to be fulfilled, you you don't want it. Like, it's it's almost like you're like, man, what was I thinking? Right. Exactly. Like that stuff is not. It's not really like what edifies you. Yeah. It's like, dude, fulfillment from God is so much different than like fulfillment from worldly things. You know what I mean? Like, you could even make the argument that you don't get fulfillment from worldly things. But, I mean, it's like I felt like I felt like some sort of fulfillment from worldly things. Like lifting is obviously like a worldly thing. Like I don't think. I mean, yeah, like, you know, when in heaven, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be gyms, bro. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's worldly fulfillment in a sense. But then, like, the fulfillment you get from God is a totally different feeling. You know, like, those yeah. who have felt it can attest to it, you know. Yeah, it's almost something that you, like, can't explain. And it's even yeah, for me definitely. who, you know, I've always, you know, I've always been going to church. I've always been in my faith. It's like there are times where it's just kind of like going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Right, and that was for a big, a big, big portion of my life. It was just going through the motions. Yeah. And then once I started taking it seriously, like you realize, like how how deep God really is, and how deep, you know, your faith yeah. can really get. And it's almost like every step you take forward, it's like you don't want to go back anymore. Yeah. You know, even if you do fall back, you're like, man, I just want to just want to yeah, get exactly. back to where I was. Right. And like when you do fall back, bro, it's like the conviction that you can get like from the Holy Spirit can like help you get back to where you need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like dude, like I mean, I mess up all the time. We all, you know, sin, fall short, whatever, but it's like after I do just knowing that like, you know, God still loves you, right? You know, that that can make all the difference in the world cuz you can just easily just kind of get back to where you were before. No harm, no foul, you know what I mean? Forgiveness. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I I agree 100% and you know, kind of linking that to fitness, it's almost mm-hmm. in the same way. I mean, I know for myself, like I've been in this cycle of like going to the gym, not going to the gym, going to the gym, not yeah, going to the gym, I kind of this it. like in and out type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's no better feeling than like consistently going. Yeah, dude. No, it's like, 
and like I was kind of talking about earlier, bro, it's like, I, I always hear, like, people always ask me, like, yo, bro, how do you, like, find the motivation to go to the gym every day? And it's just like, dude, I don't know, for me, it was never really like that. For me, that was, like, the easy part, you know? And obviously, dude, we're all different. Like, I'm not trying to hate on you at all for being, like, semi-inconsistent or whatever, bro, because, like, you know, you're doing better than 99% of people, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is awesome. But, I mean, dude, I feel like, for me, the biggest... The, and this this might be kind of weird, but I feel for, for me the biggest like driving force has been like kind of trying to get myself involved with the fitness industry, like not trying to be like an influencer or whatever, but just like seeing other influencers kind of like living a life that like I would love to live. You know, that kind of like motivates me to be like, all right, you know what? If I go and I lift like they're doing, you know what? Maybe like, maybe that's something that'll happen to me in the future. You know what I mean? But I mean, I I don't think that's like a life that I would want, bro. You know, like cameras on them at all times bro i mean it's cool like the you know like the sponsorships and the you know the outings whatever you want to call it bro but i mean ah you know it's not for everybody but i just kind of use them as you know motivators and everybody kind of has like guys they look up to i feel like so if you find like the right guys and like at least in like the fitness space then i feel like it'll be a lot easier to stay like motivated but i mean obviously at the end of the day like the discipline is kind of what's going to get you but having motivation makes it a lot easier bro yeah i feel you and i can kind of relate to that you know mm-hmm. when it comes to like a like a podcasting sense yeah you know obviously I, there's podcasts you look up to and i'm like man like you know, i wish i could you know be kind of like them you know yeah. at that level um so it's i think it's one of the most important things is having role models you know that push you to continue in what you want to do yeah. um, but i think more importantly is like surrounding yourself with people that have the same goal in mind so how have you kind of found, you know, that journey of kind of surrounding yourself with people, you know, who want to, you know, lift and, you know, stay true to their faith? Dude, that's, and that's like such a huge factor that I think people don't really like, it's like, I don't think people really think of it much, bro. It's just like having a strong community can make everything so much easier, bro. Like, I mean, a lot of my like closest friends I've found like through church and it's nice because a lot of them lift too. You know, so we can, like, live together, and then we can, like, see each other on Sundays and glorify God. We keep each other, like, accountable. We have, like, accountability group chats, bro, where we're, like, like if one of us, like, like faps or something like that, we'll just kind of, like, crap on them. But we'll be like, nah, bro, it's okay. We still love you. God still loves you, but just be better. You know, stuff like that that really just makes it a lot easier to conquer some of these, like, worldly desires. You know what I mean? Like, when you're surrounded by... Um, uh, there's a verse in the Bible, I, I totally forgot what it was, but it's like when you surround yourself with people that are like-minded like you, it, like, it becomes so much easier to like, achieve the goal because it's a common goal between everybody in the group, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, it really does, like, it really portrays kind of, if you look at like, the first couple chapters of the book of Acts, you know, and then you see the word, like the, the phrase, in one accord, multiple times, and it's kind of like, you know, when everyone's in the body of Christ, yeah. looking at the same goal, pushing for the same thing, mm-hmm. It only makes that you know way stronger. There's so many examples. Um, like a, a, one that comes to mind for me is uh, the moving of uh, the Mount El Muqattam in sorry El in Egypt, um, where you know there was this uh, kind of like group of um, like religious leaders within Egypt between the Islam, Christian, and Jewish world, and um, the one of the, the Islamic leader called the Christian the Christian leader out and said. Hey, you know, it says in the Bible, if you, have a, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. And they needed to, like, make a road through the mountain or something. So, like, yeah. why don't you move this mountain? Yeah. Um, and, you know, 
the, the Pope at the time called upon the entire church and praying and fasting. And the mountain was, you know, through the grace of God, ended up being moved. Really? And it's, it comes from that same mindset where it's like everyone has this common goal to defend their faith, you know, to show that Christ is real, that the power of God is real. Yeah. And it's like when everyone has that goal in mind, I mean, you can do anything. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly, bro. It's like, um, I mean, it's like, God, another verse that I totally forgot. Sorry, I was like, talking about, like, you know, the part in the Bible, story in the Bible where, you know, the mountains moved in Egypt, which is very cool. I actually wasn't even familiar with that oh, story. It's, it's not in the Bible, but it's, it's in the uh, no, no, no. It's, um, it's just, it's in some, something the Coptic church calls the Synaxarian. Oh, cool. Um, it's just like a story. Um, it is a real, a real event that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's way after the Bible. I mean, this is, okay, yeah. uh, I don't know exactly when, but it's very, like later Semi-recent? on. Semi-recent? Yeah, yeah. I, I would That's say cool. it's. I'll put the date on the screen. I don't actually yeah. know when, but it's, no, it's yeah. Yeah. That's awesome though, bro. That's really cool. But it's like, I always think of, um, it's second, second Peter three fifteen, And it's like, always give a reason for your hope. Right. And you were talking about like, yeah. always like defending your faith. Right. And that's something that I've become like really, really interested in the last like couple of months or so. Cause I have a lot of friends that are atheists and like, dude, I'm not going to hate them because of that, bro. Like some of my closest friends are atheists. Right. And like, do I wish they were like, do I wish they were Christian and right with God? Absolutely. But I'm not gonna like hate on them because they're not like because I've been I've had phases like that in my life, bro. You know what I mean? But and so that's something I've been really really interested in lately is like kind of trying to find the answers to like the questions that they have, bro. Because I mean the answers are out there. You know you just yeah. you just gotta look. You just gotta like devote yourself to looking for them, right? And like big things that come up are like like evolution versus creation and like the universe, the vastness of the universe, and where God stands in that. And I don't know. It's just it's. Theology is so interesting because it's so deep. There's so many levels to it, yeah. you know. Like I think, I mean, I'm definitely gonna go through some sort of seminary school. I think after college because um, it's just something I'm so interested in. But I mean, I think it's just so cool how deep everything is, bro. And like always, like having an answer to support your faith is. I mean, I think it's just something super important, especially as like young men of God. Like, cause we're gonna be like our faiths are. It's gonna it's gonna be tested, especially throughout college, bro. Yeah. Throughout. You know different kinds of life science classes be biology even like dude i'm making like taking like astronomy right now and like they were like trying to teach us the like the the earth formed from like clumps of dust clumping together over billions and billions of years right and i mean I, I, it's just it, it's correct it's kind of crazy to me that people can believe that right like i try to be relatively like open-minded like obviously i believe what i believe but i try to like try to understand why people believe what they believe but, I mean, it's just some of these things just don't, like, it's like, what are you thinking? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's actually, you know, the the world of apologetics, theology, comparative theology, it's, it's, I, I, it's honestly one of the most interesting things to me. And I really, really enjoy reading um, kind of about, like, you know, like defending the faith, answers to the faith. And I'm just so lucky and so glad that I was born and raised in the Coptic Church. Um, you know, one of the oldest, the oldest form of Christianity there is. Um, where, you know, we can trace our, our line of popes straight back to St. Mark, yeah. you know. So it, it's, it's great because there's so many, so many stories about, you know, people defending the faith and giving answers. And, you know, there's just so much, you know, just so much stuff to it. And like, like you said, you know, when people say these things and you're just kind of like, how do they believe it? Mm -hmm. um, one of the great, um, like one of the great uh, arguments for, why like god's existence is the question what happens if god doesn't exist yeah 
you know, because if you think about it like that, you know, the same way, like the dust kind of like clumping together and forming mm-hmm. by saying that the dust clumps together and forms earth. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that God did not make that happen. It's like who made the dust, bro. Exactly. You because know? and it's not even that. It's like, we don't like God. It doesn't say how it just says God said, you know, let yeah. there be land in heaven. Let there be light. Let there be land in heaven. It doesn't say that, you know, it doesn't say how, like how exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't say how long it took. It doesn't, like it says seven days, but obviously, you know, God's above time. Exactly. So the only way yeah. we can understand it is within time. Yeah. And as humans, like the number one billion, we physically cannot understand. Mm-hmm. That's been proven throughout many studies, like a million seconds versus a billion seconds. Yeah. You know, like I think a million seconds brings you to like, you're like 32 years old or something. Yeah. And a billion yeah. seconds is like, way like way past your lifetime like extremely past it you know and it's like a lot of people like they can't picture what a billion years is yeah they can't like put it in their head Mm -hmm. so like why would god go in the bible and say you know a billion or 10 billion or 15 billion because we won't understand that and that's why like in the bible i don't think the word billion is used once oh yeah it's not at all you know (laughs) and it's like and also what's cool about the bible is since it is it's literally a historical document everything is yeah. testable and provable it's like we can we can literally use the bible to like give an estimate to how old the earth actually is and it's in the, it's in the thousands it's not even in the millions if you like look at biblical references and like they go down like family lines and you know stuff like that family tree but you were talking about like all right what if god doesn't exist and like for me the biggest thing is like look if there is no god then like there is no purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, if we, if the only reason we are on this earth right now in this room having this conversation is because clumps of dust formed together and, you know, some sort of chemical storm occurred on earth that produced some sort of one organism being or one, uh, one cell being, you know, which evolved over time into eventually humans, then, like, dude, realistically, we're just like a product of billions of years of good luck. You know, like, I yeah. feel like there's more faith required to believe that than there is to yeah. believe in, you know, a creator of the universe, like yeah. a, a divine designer, right? Like you said, since God is an omnipresent being, time does not, like, apply to him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just so interesting. There's so many discussions we could have about that, bro. It's, uh, you know, it's crazy. Like, dude, if, you know, if there's no God, then why is there, like, a moral law? Like, why is it that, like, you can go anywhere and, like, the brutal murder of like children is it's bad everywhere you know what i mean like that's just not something that's bad in america it's something that you could you could go to russia that'd be bad china that'd be bad you know like that would leave most of the population feeling like bad for that person like that's that's like a moral law you know like a a, an earthly moral law you know what i mean like where did that come from like why would there be a moral law if if we're all just beings that evolved from nothing you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make sense i mean there's there, there's you know countless examples you can talk about you know the complexity of just your eye yeah dude. you know there's no way like um there's no way that many things have to go right in the series of evolution yeah you know of whatever human evolution is to get to your eye mm-hmm. just just your eye like if you just took the eye of you know the first organisms and you look at that like it's it is a crazy oh, crazy so difference yeah you know, and the, the changes that are made are so specific and so perfect. Yeah. And it just like, it doesn't make sense how people can believe that it gets perfect. Like, 
like that at yeah. that many chances. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's it's like, dude, after how many, how, after how many times does like a coincidence not become a coincidence? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's cool, bro. It's there's just so many like arguments, so many points you can make. Like, I've been watching like a lot of like atheists and like evolutionists versus uh, creationist debates, basically kind of stuff like that. Kent Horvitt, he's a really cool guy. He's he's kind of older now, but like back in he was his like 30s and 40s and 50s, he was like devoting his life to like creationism and really just devoting his life to God and making like the ties between science and God because like a common like argument among like atheists is like if science exists then there can't be can't be God you know like God and yeah. religion or like religion and science cannot coexist that's what they say but it's like I feel like without one you couldn't have the other you know what I mean yeah. like without God there would be no science right so there's it's, it's so many so many points you can make but yeah I mean every single thing that we've so far learned as truths in science mm -hmm. back up the existence of God right you know there hasn't been anything that's been proven true that kind of says like, oh, God cannot be real. Yeah. Because there's, because he's just so, he's just so beyond that. Yeah. You know, and another point that you could, you know, it's a very easy point to make is like, if you can understand what created everything, that would make you God. That's and that means saying. that you can, you can dictate what happens, but we right. can't, we can't control the weather. Yeah. We understand almost everything about the weather yeah. and we cannot control it. Yeah. So obviously that means that it's not like it's not something understandable it has mm -hmm. to be something that you can't understand yeah you know and it's yeah. so much more comfortable to put your faith in something you can't understand absolutely you know why would you want to put your faith in something you can understand yeah it's like dude my one of my leaders rory Kaboisko in group he, he brought up this quote i don't remember who it was by but it was like a god that would be understandable wouldn't be a god worth believing in yeah. you know what i mean it's like dude like we're never gonna know why god made seals for example, we're never going to know why God made thousands of different plants and trees and thousands of different bugs and insects, right? Like you might think, you know, from like the human brain perspective, like, well, that's pointless. Like, why would he do that? Right. But I mean, that's the thing is like, dude, God has done so much that, you know, we can't comprehend. I guess because we don't need to comprehend it. Like, I feel like through the Bible, God kind of gave us everything that, that, as human beings, we need to know in order to get to heaven, right? Like, there's a lot of yeah. questions, right, that are still left unanswered. But, like, I mean, you pretty much, like, got everything you need, right? Like, Jesus came, the Son of God. He died on the cross for the sins of the world. He resurrected three days later. You believe that, you're going to heaven, right? Like, that kind of trumps everything, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, questions can stem from that. But... I mean, if you, if you believe that, you're, you're, you're good, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree 100%. And I think, like, you know, if you believe that through the wisdom of the church, like, yeah. you know, like, through that lens, you know, that the church gives us, like, I mean, you, it, like, there's just questions that you don't need to answer. Like, do aliens exist? Yeah. Like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, the, like God is only going to give us what pertains to us being becoming eternal with him. Yeah. There's nothing else that's important. You know, and it like reminds reminds you of like the story or the, the the example that Christ gave of like, you know, are not two sparrows sold for you know five copper coins. Yeah. But your your God, your Father, like provides for them. Yeah. Like they're worthless, literally right. worthless. You know, and God provides for them, he gives them food, them. gives yeah. them stuff to do. You know, like God clothing the the lily, mm -hmm. like every single flower, every single flower. Like they're gonna become. 
gone. They're going to go like this. Yeah. But he spends the time designing each and every single one of them. Yeah. You know, each and every single snowflake mm-hmm. has a different design. There are no two snowflakes that yeah, are alike. That's, that's crazy. It's like, and, and they're does, gone like yeah. this. Yeah. You know, and if he does all that for those things, like it says, like later in the verse, you're talking like, how much more does he love you? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, think about as humans, think about all the gifts that we have, bro. Like not only are we fed, not only are we clothed, but like, dude, the emotions that we feel, right. The love that we experience, you know, like even, even like, even like the guilt, like I feel like I've kind of gotten to a point in my faith where like, and I'm just like, this is like, really for me, this is really good, but it's like, I've, I thank God I'm just as grateful for like the good moments as I am for the bad moments you know what I mean because once you get like that that full trust in God that divine trust it's like you realize that in the bad moments like he's he's almost trying to teach you something in a sense you know what I mean like we talked about earlier like some of the worst moments of my life have led to some of the best moments of my life right and if he did it once I know he can do it again so and obviously good moments are good moments right I always always love those but and think about it like you know, like, first off, Christ never said it would be easy. He oh, said it absolutely. would be hard. He said you'd be yeah. persecuted. Um, and if Christ, you know, we're in the season of Lent in the church, mm-hmm. and if Christ was tempted by the, by Satan, and he had to fast for 40 days, yeah. and he didn't have food or water, and, you know, as a Coptic Christian, we believe that Christ is fully divine and fully human. So he felt the human effects yeah, he felt of the temptation not of eating for yeah. 40 days and being tempted. Yeah. You know, and he's God. So, you know, as Satan, the three temptations he gave Christ like if if Christ himself is going to be tempted if, if God himself the incarnate God is going to become tempted by Satan yeah obviously we are right and obviously we're going to go through tough times and obviously we're going to fall mm-hmm. because we're not perfect like him yeah obviously we're going to fall obviously we're going to mess up and it's like you know it's more important about how do you go back to God in those moments and yeah. I think a lot of times um, this is something that actually like fitness helps with, Yeah, you know, is like, you know, it's really, it's the hardest thing to do is right after you sin, pray to God. It is yeah. hands down the hardest thing to do. You feel so guilty, bro. Yeah. You, know, you, feel, you feel so, so guilty. Unworthy yeah. even speaking with God. Exactly. And one thing that helps with that very ironically is like working out because you can like kind of use it to like get it off your mind and yeah. still worship God with your body. Definitely. You know, and then right after be like, Hey God, you know, yeah, whatever. Right. That's like one thing that I've really tried to, that's one thing I've really been working on is how I can like somehow find a way to glorify God through fitness, right? Because dude, like, I'll be honest, pretty, like, at least in my case, the only thing that has really came from fitness is just a lot of pride. You know what I mean? A lot of pride. Um, And I mean, it's like that, I think with most people, you know, that actively like work out, right? And so I've been trying to like somehow find a way to tie God into my fitness life. You know what I mean? Because I mean, he belongs everywhere. I believe he belongs everywhere in every aspect of your life, right? And it's really hard because I, obviously I love working out. I love lifting, dude. It's like, I would say it's probably my second biggest priority right, you know, right, right under God, of course. But like, I, like, cause I don't want to stop. Obviously I don't want to stop working out, right? But I obviously I love God. I want him to be in every aspect of my life. So there's got to be some sort of way I can like tie it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like, you know, the answer to that is more of like making God the center of your life, mm-hmm. like making all things point towards God. A lot of people are like, how can I make God the center of my studying? Like you do it for the, for the glory of God. You don't do it for yourself. Yeah. It's like, why am I working out? Because, you know, God's children need to take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, God's children need to be pre- presentable. God's, God's children you know, need to have discipline. 
yeah. right? There's so many things you can come up with of like, you know, why God's children need to have this because as God's children, we're called to be lighthouses to God, yeah. right? We're supposed to, ref- you know what lighthouses do? Like we're lighthouses reflect the light right. back. So it's like we get the light from God. It's like, like kind of like the sun and the moon. Like we're the moon. Yeah. The moon doesn't have its own light. It reflects the light of the sun yeah. onto the earth. So in the same way, nice. like we need to reflect the light of God onto earth. Mm-hmm. So we need to take care of our bodies. We need to. Yeah. And that's why like, you know, it's great to worship God. It's yeah. great to, you know, pray to God all the time. But you like that's one half of it. The personal side is one half of it. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to show God to the others. Yeah. You know, you have to take care of who your body. You have to, you know, preach God to the people around you, not mm-hmm. be scared about it. Yeah. And it's something that I've realized, you know, by starting this podcast where like I've always been confident in my faith. Mm-hmm. I've always spread it. I haven't really cared what people thought about it. You know, because I, I know it's true and I know that's what I believe in. Right. You know, but I've realized for other people, I've had, you know, a lot of people come up to me, actually, someone from Walton texted me last night, um, come up to me and be like, hey, man, like, you know, like how, like, where, like, where did you get that from? Like, where did yeah. you get that confidence to talk about your faith from? Like, always scared to talk about it. And it's yeah. like the common theme is like, make God the center. Yeah. Like, focus on God. Like, if God if God is like, you're doing my work, good servant, why do you care about, you know, whatever, who what is saying, says, you, you know, know, even if, and you will like, the worst part is you will lose friends. Yeah. Like I've lost so many friends in starting this podcast. Really? You know? Yeah. Because it's like, I say stuff people don't like and oh, whatever yeah, and all that stuff, yeah. you know? So, but it's like, I'm not doing it for myself. And yeah. that's, that's the point you make where it's like, if I was doing it for myself, what would I, what, what would I talk about? If I was doing this podcast for myself. I talk about girls, drugs, and yeah. getting money, and that's all I would talk about. Yeah, you know, instead of edifying topics, you know, that I feel like would bring people closer to God and myself yeah. closer to God. You know, so if I do it for God and I do it for the sake of bringing myself to God, bringing others to God, mm-hmm. but that's making God the center of yeah. my podcast and of my life. Yeah. You know, so I think in the same way for lifting, it's like, do you do it for attention? Do you do it to get girls? Do you do it, you know, just to think that you're better than everyone or do you do it to kind of show people that you know like this is what god wants god wants you to be fit god wants you to be you know like presentable look good you know god wants you to be happy in who you are and like mm-hmm. secure in like your body you know so it really is just about i think about motivate like your uh, intention sorry of like what you're doing yourself for yeah and it's like there's a, a verse in i think it's second timothy i, I think um, and basically, yeah, it's basically just pretty much saying exactly what you just said. That like our bodies are, like as like humans, we are made like in God's image. Yeah. Right. So I mean, obviously, you you, you want to treat your body as healthily as you can, right? Because your body is a gift from God. That's something I believe, right? And yeah, you made a good point, bro. It's like, I I, I mean, you I know, but you believe I believe it, the exact same thing. It's like the God does belong in the center of your life, and that's mm-hmm. like the best way to, you know, get life right. As like they say they say that in our church a lot, but it's like. It makes sense because if, if God is, like it says in Matthew, like seek first the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. right? And all else will be given to you, you know? So like, and it's so true because dude, if, you, if, you, if you're living life trying to glorify God, everything else is going to fall into place. Like your relationships, you're going to be, you're going to be much happier. You're going to have much more peace in living, you know? I mean, even like, you know, in the gym, you're not going to be like angry when you're lifting. You're going to be, you're going to be happy and you'll see more results from that. And 
it's like any little thing that like kind of would usually like tick you off in life it's, it's just gonna be like a like a fly on the windshield you know what i mean it's just like ah all right whatever you know next right um but yeah no that's cool but that's that's definitely something that i struggle with is like thinking about like all right well why am i lifting am i doing it to glorify the flesh or am i doing it to glorify god right and i mean for me i'm gonna be honest dude it is like pretty much glorifying the flesh and like i'm, I'm trying to change I'm, I'm like actively trying to change that and find a way to glorify god through you know my physique and my body like alex eubank is a guy who does it like really well he's like a he's a fitness influencer yeah. he's a he's a he's a christian he's i think he, he's he's very he, he is he's a very godly man and he's definitely somebody that i look up to in a sense in that way but it's funny because you look at like most other fitness influencers like all they do is like they drink they do like a lot of drugs they go out they party they club they get with they get with a lot of chicks bro right it's like they are glorified by the world. They're, they're glorified by like the fitness community and like middle schoolers and high schoolers like want to be like that, right? But like there's no real fulfillment in that, you know what I mean? And it's like, sure, they, they're, they're cool guys. They look sick. They have great physiques, right? But it's like, I mean, dude, behind the scenes, I, I, I bet they are not like that happy. You know what I mean, bro? It's like, because I feel like, like, dude, like, looking back, like, on my life, dude, like, I don't know how I got, like, as far as I did in life without, like, having a relationship with God, bro. Like, I don't know how I wasn't just, like, sad and depressed all the time, bro, because, like, a life without God is a life without hope. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and I think it goes back to, like, you know, what Satan is, like, deception. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just absolutely. deceiving yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, the reason why Satan can never come back to, you know, to God is he created the deception and he believes in that deception. Yeah. If you believe in sorry, believe in this false reality, like there is no hope. Yeah. You're stuck in this false world, you know, just like mm-hmm. all these people that we've been talking about and it's like it is really sad to see and you know, when you say like seek first the kingdom of God, like if you look back at your life and you look back at the times where you were struggling the most mm-hmm. or the times where like you know, like you felt like you were kind of missing something. Yeah. Like you were not seeking first the kingdom of God. And you look exactly. at the best moments in your life, you definitely were. Yeah. You know, it's like this pattern keeps happening and it's like, well, mm-hmm. like how much more do yeah. we need to see in order to believe in it? Exactly. You know, and it's the same question the disciples ask Christ, like, why come now? Why didn't you come? Whatever, whenever, you know, mm-hmm. or um, this, the parable of the poor man uh, and the rich man, yeah. you know, when they, you know, when the rich man, the rich man was in hell and the poor man was in heaven and the rich man asked Abraham, can you permit the poor man to go tell my brothers that, you know, like hell and heaven is real and like to change your ways and to not be greedy. And Abraham was like, if what, if what already they've seen hasn't convinced them, a dead person's not going to convince them. You know, it's the same thing. It's like if all of this, you know, depression and anxiety and all these things that don't fulfill you, if that doesn't show you, nothing will. Yeah. And like, dude, like you were saying, like the the world itself is evil. Like the world has fallen. Like that that's biblical. That's why heaven's a thing, right? If Earth was perfect, it would be it would be heaven, you know. And like when you think about evil, like that's what like Satan is. Satan is like evil. I believe at least everything wrong with the world is like a result of sin. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of look, man, you look all the way back through history, and it's like that, you know. But I think what's so cool is like, I mean, I believe God has 
the power over sin, right? So I, mean, I believe if he if he wanted to, man, he he could snap his fingers like that, all of sin would be erased. But like knowing that God is like a loving God and a caring God, right, giving us free will and the freedom to choose whether to follow him or not, right? Knowing the like, all right, there is reward in that, there is heaven in that, and there's also like, all right, if you don't, you're you're going to hell, right? That's end of discussion, right? But I mean, I feel like it's like kind of what you were saying, bro. It's like if you've gone through your whole life and you have chosen not to believe in God, then, I mean, dude, like, obviously some things can change that. Some people, like, there, I've heard stories of people that were atheists their whole lives until, like, the last years of their lives, bro, yeah. and they finally came to God, which is great, very cool, but it's like, if you die young and you've gone your whole life denying God, I mean, that's on you, like, you had, that's, that was your choice, right, and maybe you were a great guy, maybe you were not a good guy, but, I mean, that doesn't change where you're going, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, again, like as like as humans, obviously, we don't know who's gonna like. God can say, God decides who goes and who doesn't go, mm-hmm. right? He's a merciful and just God, so yeah, exactly. it's up to Him, really. Um, but like you're saying, like the free will thing, like the only way as humans that we can fully love God is if we're given the choice to love God, because yeah. love is a choice. You know, we have this, especially now, this big notion that love is love, love is a feeling, it's an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not. Like it just really isn't. True love is a choice, you know? So I think that's, that's a very important distinction um, that, you know, a lot of people kind of forget and, you know, lose, like, lose sight of. Yeah, yeah. definitely, bro. Definitely. It's one of those things, bro, like that. Love is another one of those things. I feel like that could be attributed to the existence of God, right? Because think about it, dude. If we form from clumps of dust then why are we like overtaken with like strong feelings of love for like loved ones or even like girls that we like, you know, but like family, you know, stuff like that. And it's weird because like the chemical for love and happiness and drugs and sex and it's all the same chemical. So there's no way, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no way it's just scientific. Yeah. There has to be a mind, or right. in like uh, in the Greek, creation. or like in Greek, it's called like the noose, like the eyes of the heart. You know, like there has to be something outside of our physical body. Yeah, not like controlling us. But like you get what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. something that we can control that's outside of our physical body. Like it's not just our brain. Yeah. we have a mind yeah. or a noose or whatever you want to call it. So that I mean that by itself has to prove that there's a spirit. Mm-hmm. And if there's a spirit, that's not a science thing. You know, that's got to be, you know, some, got to prove that God exists, you know? Yeah. And it's like, heaven's another, like, really, really interesting point. I was watching this sermon by, oh, what was his name? Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel. And he's, he, he wrote all these books about, like, the, the case for Christ, the case for heaven, the case for creation. It's like a series of books that are really, really interesting. Um, but he was saying that, like, people have, like, out of consciousness experiences or like yeah i'm not sure the exact word for it but they'll be like clinically dead yeah, and talking about, yeah yeah and like they'll have like conscious like their their consciousness will still be like alive in them and their like brain will still be like operating and functioning and they'll have like christ like experience they'll have like experiences mm-hmm. of like seeing god in heaven or seeing like loved ones in heaven being like it's true it's all true you know stuff like that and i think that's also another thing that's like really powerful and like proving the existence of God, right? And like, it's just more like evidence to prove it, right? And if you choose 
knowing all of the evidence to choose that there is no God, then I mean, you know, that's that's on you, bro. Like, you're you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, and going on that point of what you just said of like, you know, like people having these post-life experiences. I actually had um, an author of a book called Orthodox Afterlife on my podcast. It's a podcast up here if you haven't watched it. And like we talked about this thing, you know, his entire book is about people having experiences post-life proving, you know, what the Orthodox Christian, you know, what we say, you know, that, 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 um, what's it called? Like, I guess like after you live at the afterlife and yeah. there's a very specific detailed story. Um, it's in, in the, at the end of the book, it's in like the appendix and it's just like, it's so real. Yeah. You know, what we believe in, in Christ and death and eternal life and all this stuff. So, you know, it's really interesting and it's definitely a must read. Uh, if you want the link to that book, it's in that podcast. Uh, so you have to watch the podcast, get the link. Um, but yeah, thank you, Andrew, for coming Absolutely, on the podcast. Bro. Absolutely. It was great, dude. Glad I could come on here, dude. See what this is, see what this is all about, bro. I've been kind of following it for like a year now. I've watched, I watched the one with Waka Flocka, bro, which is yeah. crazy. Y'all had him on. That's sick. Yeah, and yeah, dude. I know. I love what you're doing, furthering the kingdom. Such a cool thing to do, bro. Like, I be bro. I would love to come back on for like a part two, clear the schedule a little bit, dude. Have like longer to talk about this kind of stuff because this is like life. You know, this life, this life or death. Like, this is what this is. You know what I mean? So it's really cool to come out and talk about it to like-minded individual. You know, but yeah, dude. Thanks for having me, bro. This was sick. No, this thank you for time, coming bro. on, man. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications. And see you guys next week. Thank you.